Happening, everyone. Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer, your midweek dose of spoop and our live stream. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Dogbot. Hello, howdy, y'all. I missed I missed you guys. Aw, and yep. um, Grognak down in the basement taking notes. Actually, he's going to be hanging out with us tonight. What's up, Grognak? Looking over some weird news, guys. What's up? Yeah. The the news gets more and more paranormies every every week. It's like it's crazy. We are um, the news. We we are we are we're we're ahead of the news most times. Uh, Sir not appearing this week will be Reinhardt. Um, he has I don't know ape stuff going on. I don't know. I can never make up anything on the spot like that. Reinhardt's not going to be here. The end. What's up, guys? Uh not much. I don't know. I feel like we should be doing like some sort of montage of like building a you know a car with machine guns or something like you know like the A team or something. No, they. I just more... I, I I just hope that he survived the banana av- avalanche on Ape Mountain and uh, everything's going to be fine. The the what? Uh, there's a banana avalanche. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut the music. There we go. That goes on for a while. Usually the intro music's like 45 seconds long. This this one, uh, FEMA. FEMA went and did it up. This one's like 2 minutes, 54 seconds. Maybe for reconstruction purposes, they can do a like banana pudding fundraiser with all the smushed bananas. We, we can ship in some Nilla wafers. Smushed and, uh, bananas and Nilla wafers. Yep. No, d- no, dude, chessmen. Come on, get out of here with those Nilla wafers. Or you could make banana cream pies and... Hit everybody in the face with them. I like that idea I, too. I love which, banana uh, pies, which dude. definitely falls in line with the break song choice later. Yes, it does. Uh, it, does. Yeah. it totally does. Ah, what's up, everybody? Over on Pilled, over on D Live, and over on Odyssey. Who's on? Let me see. What we got and D Live is spinning, and there it is. Hey guys, what's going on? This I don't know. See, it always has the chat from last week. No, that's us. Hello. There's nobody at the D Live thing, I don't think. I don't think anybody's following. We only had three hundred followers on D Live. It's better than nothing, right? Better than no followers, right? And over on Odyssey, let's see, who's there's people over there on Odyssey. There's a couple people watching. And over on Pilled, we have, so far, 32. Yeah, not a bad start. Banana. Hi, Ben. And Alicia Conso and Revelation. And, oh, there's Grognak. Uga McBooga, Slug Knight. Right on. Some new names. What's happening, everybody? Um, We got, dude, there's a lot of a lot of weird stuff happening in the world of, of news, I guess, right? You can say, uh... Another two train derailments in Ohio over the weekend. I, I mean, it's kind of weird. You know, we decided to shut off all the pipelines and start moving a bunch of stuff around by train. Right. 
That's awfully, awfully strange, is it not? I wonder if, if we have any listeners who are train Nazis, who have like the toy train set in the in the basement. I wonder how they feel about this. I don't know. Anytime I think of toy trains, I think of the fat guy from The Sopranos. Uh, we saw one? that. Uh, Johnny Cakes. I, I, I listen. I, I watched The Sopranos when it came out. I haven't watched it since, mm-hmm. so my recollection of all the okay. different characters' names is poor. But right. I do remember that one of the mobsters, who was typically a tough guy, mm-hmm. uh, in his spare time, he, he would collected do toy toy trains, and that, ah. and that was how they showed a glimpse into his humanity. Was showing what he didn't, you know, like they 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 cut to what he would do in his spare time, and yeah, when I he got those. and when he got murdered, uh, he was murdered in a, a toy train shop. Oh, spoiler alert! If you haven't um, <laughs> seen the the Sopranos, the the fat guy, the fat mobster guy, dies right. in the toy train shop. Well, a lot of the you got to be more specific. There's several fat mobsters in the show, but yes. I can't remember. Well, I, at least I didn't say Fat Dago. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, you just did. Oh. Yeah. That chubby guinea. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. Uh, where do you guys want to... <laughs> um, he I was mean... a whopper. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So uh... in the world of I told you so's and how can we... I mean, how can we hold all these? I told you so. Um, in the wake of the AstroTurfed hashtag Day of Hate um, and the AstroTurfed um, handsome truth going out there and yelling at Jews through a megaphone, there is, of course, legislation being put through. More legislation. Hate speech. Um, what, they, what do they call it when they add it on top of it? What's that called when they add the hate speech modification? Uh, bonus points. I guess it's bonus points. Yeah. So now, if you put up a flyer and there's an anti-Semitic bend to your flyer, you get a five-year hate speech charge. If you go out there and you protest and there's anti-Semitism behind your protest, huh? That's a that's a five-year hate speech enhancement. Or, that's the word enhancement. That was what, what I was looking. For. What is anti-Semitism? That's not really fair. It's kind of a broad range, isn't it's it? It's Florida, bro. It's Florida. Don't do that. So in anything they say, we, you know what this is. Yes, you know what this is. This so is are they going to charge uh, old Hermosa Verdad? Hermosa Verdad. I mean, you mean like Hermosa is isn't Hermosa like pretty? I thought that's what handsome truth is in Spanish. I thought it was guapo was handsome. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, my Spanish sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, dude, there's it's fun, it's funny. Like, um, you know, people go, "I speak Spanish." Oh yeah, really? I took four years of Spanish in high school. You don't speak fucking Spanish. Stop it. Well, I mean, four years of Spanish in high school, you still don't speak Spanish. I took, I took. Do they three... even let you take four years and of that in high school? Some schools will. You can take. You oh. can take. Yeah, you can take. Uh, well, you can. You know, you can take multiple years and you just keep getting in more and more advanced conversationally. Whatever. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I took two years of Spanish and one year of Italian, and I don't speak either language fluently. I watched Zorro in the 90s. Zorro, the gay blade. Oh, I forgot that's, that was his nickname. That was the subtitle, yeah. That's still, it still meant happy then. I mean, back when the, when the novel was written, yes. 
Okay, so his his blade was happy. No, they, he was the blade. Like you know, what I mean, he was the oh. So he was happy, and he was a blade. That was like, yes, he was good with the sword, therefore he was the blade, like, you know, in quotation marks. Right, but the gay blade, you said. He was the happy blade, yes. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Who was that written written by? Was that written by um, some guy who did Three Musketeers? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know who wrote Zorro, the gay blade. I honestly think that the gay blade might have just been for the movie. Aren't you the uh, <clears throat> intern? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's John, Johnson, Johnson McCulley. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think that's who wrote. Uh, I would recognize the name of the guy who wrote um, the, the Three Musketeers. Look that one up, Jamie. Oh man! Yeah, I was, was speaking Alexander of Dumas. Dumas. Yes, Alexander Dumas. Yeah, that's right. Yes, ah, I, yeah, different guys. Different totally guys. different guys. Yeah. Um. I actually speaking of Joe Rogan. I actually finally listened to that um breakdown. That really autistic dude that broke down the Joe Rogan connections to every to the to the system and Alex Jones's connections to Joe Rogan. Oh, did you guys get a chance to listen to that? Uh, I did not, but I'll post that. I'll post um, it. I've seen I've seen some of that stuff before. What is this the TikTok video that you were trying to? No, no. This okay. is a long bit shoot, like an hour and a half. Uh, oh. a, a guy reading a guy reading his own report. This is very autistically researched. I will I will try to throw that on. It's good. Like, I mean, it's it's thorough. It's good. It's um. What's funny is is he goes into Michael Aquino quite a bit and MK Ultra. Which is interesting because a lot of well, he talks about why Joe Rogan and um, Alex Jones are part of MK Ultra, uh, which is something we're going to be getting into deeply into this this season. By the way, guys, on the uh, the content side of this, this show, um, and he keeps calling Michael Aquino Michael Aquino. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, you know, I, you know how much I love like proper pronunciation when when people are reading. I watched a similar similarly interesting. Uh, old speech from Michael Cesarian is it is it do you pronounce the t there is it just Cesarian it's Cesarian like okay yeah it's it was from a 2003 convention and he was talking about occult symbolism in advertising Mm -hmm. I think I've seen and it was it was a really good it was a really good speech nice yeah but yeah like I I'm like wow I wish I I wish I cared about that stuff more in 2003. I just didn't. But like it was it, it it was interesting to see that stuff being talked about that accurately and articulately at that time period. It's 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 hard to think that that's just tw- it's 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the occult symbolism hasn't gone anywhere. You know, do you remember the um, the Saturday Night Live cartoon? It was like you know the the corporations that run the world or whatever. But it was like oh yeah, done like they only only aired it once. Yeah, it was done like Conjunction Junction or Schoolhouse Rocky, right? Yeah, and it just yeah, and it went away quickly. The the same animators of the ambiguously gay duo cartoons that they used to air. Yes, ambiguously gay duo. I remember that. Speaking of animators, DB, did you see John Levy's video where he showed that the uh, the type 
on the dollar bill looks very similar to the maps that he was showing. Hmm. Yes. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know. Like, there's this there's this uh, skeptical and cynical part of me that's like, they didn't have very many fonts back then, nigga. You know, <laughs> right? Like, there's only so many typesets. Like, I mean, it's only a coincidence in so far that they just didn't have very many different kinds of typeset back then. But right, like, it wasn't like you could just I, download I, something for GIMP. Right, but it. One of his, I, I still watch his videos with a nice cup of coffee on a Sunday morning, uh, before I go out and take care of errands and all the other stuff you know that you do on a Sunday afternoon. But like. He had a very, very interesting video recently of old Seattle. And oh, yeah, that was There's great. these old photographs of stuff going on in Seattle. I'm like, okay, it looks like ruins, but there's like a fully formed skyscraper mm-hmm. in the background. What's going on? And I, I don't know. Well, you, you know, I don't know, Seattle, has a, Seattle is, is another one of those cities underneath the city. Sure, but like I, I can't tell with old photographs anymore if this stuff's not just being farted out somewhere with an AI. Yeah, I think that's kind of, okay. Um, did you see at all in the chat today? We were talking about the stolen history channel. I mean, the stolen history uh site and how it used to be awesome, and then all of a sudden Tartaria took off, and all of a sudden all this, all these pictures and stuff started popping up, and then they started scrubbing stolen history and now all that stuff is like gone and the theory is is that stolen history was an op to get people to post these pictures so that they could take them away basically um and that a Uh, lot of them were ai to confuse you know to it's the whole like poisoning of the well type thing so at from the very beginning a lot of these pictures were likely ai i mean dude looking at looking at stuff now like we can't look at anything on the internet over the past i mean jesus even 10 years you know and be like now it's like well was it an ai so so you would have to like comb estate sales and antique marketplaces and stuff to find really old photographs right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then if you scan them in you're entering the digital information out there to be manipulated and turned into ai pictures later yes Everything or, you've ever uploaded, any- everything you've ever uploaded to the internet is now being used in AI to manipulate photographs and make stuff via algorithms. And so on top of that, like even if you're you're really into this stolen history uh rabbit hole, right? Right. The mud flood, the Tartaria, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're if you're really doing the air quotes field research by going to estate sales and getting these old photographs and and et cetera, and you're uploading them, people may just not believe you because of the other pictures. Even though you can say, I got these pictures in my hands. They're real pictures. Well, that happens all the time with pictures of giants. Right. Tons of them are fake. Right. But there's lots of real ones. Right. But that's the problem is you can't tell what is what anymore or how many things are fake or have been faked. Um, so it's almost, you know, do we just give up? You know what I mean? It's like, well, nah. is that, I mean, is everything fake now? I mean, is literally everything fake and gay? So there, um, 
this is a topic that's been talked about a lot recently in mm-hmm. this community with the pictures and stuff like that. Because obviously there are people who are doing the editing, right? Right. But if there is artificial intelligence getting involved with editing, um, that's a reason to look at things that happen that are resources before 1902. Because everything that comes out after the last supposed reset is kind of muddled with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So especially written text. So like written texts are not going to be the same written texts that were in existence beforehand. They're edited. Sure. I mean, everything's edited now. So, um, what's point. her name? Tr- um, oh, Tracy um, Twyman. Twyman, yes. She has a direct reference to the Phoenix in her uh, biography, in like her opening little thing in her book. But now it's scrubbed out. It's not there anymore. But tons of people have seen it. It's almost like it was mandela or something. Yeah, or Weird. just edited out because now she's dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and she's dead. Right. Um, in the uh, in the chat, Can't 14 Reasons was talking about Tartaria. He says he thinks Tartaria has some truth and some wrong. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the same. I, I think that Tartaria, I mean, it's a huge, and it's a broad brush. You know, it's become the name for the catch-all for all this stuff, uh, for all this yeah, you know, because, hidden yeah, history when you, when and mud-floody ha- stuff and all, all the things. It's just Tartaria, bro. And all these buildings. I mean, like, just recently, somebody reposted the Solomon's Temple, Right, that that Solomon's Temple drawing, which and another thing, these drawings, like the, these whatever they are, drawings of these buildings from back then, um, from antiquity. Those drawings, uh, was it Mind Unveiled or was it Matt? Mind Unveiled was well, the first account. No, 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 no. no, no. I, what I'm saying I, was it was it what, the one who who talked about them possibly being drawn on machines. That's what I was gonna say. That was Mind, Mind Unveiled. unveiled okay. Was Mind Unveiled was the very first video where the, I saw that they hypothesized that some kind of old technology drew the drawings right because because when you when you look at these pictures these old tartarian you know quote tartarian drawings or whatever they are lithographs that's the word um you zoom in the detail on just you know the tiniest figures that like you can zoom in with a, with a magnifying glass or whatever and there it, it's it's almost like um, it, it's still in focus. You know what I mean? It, the, the, there's no way that, you know, quotes, no way that uh, a normal human that we know of, you know, nobody that we know can draw like that. So I it's, mean, it's pretty crazy. I, I, I don't agree with that, but well, it's, it's that was fine. the whole thing. No, you know what I'm talking about? Like when they did, when they like the pictures of like the Rome of uh, Rome being sacked or whatever, and you can zoom, you can zoom in with the computer and like zoom into like the battles and they're just it's like you could make that, you know, like a little one inch by one inch square turn it into your whole screen. And it's still uh, it's it's still in focus. You know what I mean? That's how that's how detailed these drawings are. That's why they were saying right. that. Right. It's not really like that. that's, you know, and these things aren't huge, you know, huge paintings. They're not like, you know, like 10 feet wide by four feet high or whatever. They're just, you know a regular lithograph size and it was and for that to be drawn by hand just seems rather you know not implausible but like damn <laughs> you know that's they're really freaking detailed especially like the um the 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 drawings of the buildings like you know that the uh the Solomon's temple one that's ridiculous you know and for that to be quote an ancient drawing yeah i think one of the most common 
ones that's brought up is the lithograph of uh, the Tower of Babel. Mm. The, yeah, the detail on that one. That's yeah. a, like that's that's an incredibly detailed lithograph with some uh, just extraneous stuff going on, crazy in different stuff all different the way parts up. of it. You know, so it's um, busy. You know. Yeah, to say it's busy is an understatement. That's it's crazy. And again, if you zoom in on it, all of those little crazy little details are all basically their own little work of art. If you zoom in on all of us, we're all God's little works of art. Oh my god. It was bad <laughs> enough when you did it in the chat today. <laughs> I was like I literally did the whole like guy at the computer looking at the screen. You know that one, the, like the looking at the camera guy. Yeah, I literally did yes. that. There was nobody to do it, but I looked at the. I like. <laughs> that was good. Oh my god! Sometimes, sometimes the chat is fun. Anime friends this week, huh? <laughs> uh, anime versus statue abbeys. Who are the fattest? Statue Abbey, because no, uh, well, go go to the Paranormies channel on Telegram and mm -hmm. uh, vote. Yes, your your vote your vote matters. It does. Your vote matters. Well, Who is the fattest IRL? Is it someone with a statue Abbey or an anime Abbey? Well, what is your personal take on that? That's not fair for me. Yes, to it reveal. Is. No, it is. it's not fair. It listen. listen I'm no. trying to remain impartial. On this very pressing question of SK. our times, SK. until you know you have the to have poll an has been until the poll has been closed. No, 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 no. You know, you, you have your opinion and why, and everybody else can have their opinion. And you're not poisoning the well or anything by giving your opinion. Listen, it, this is this is it's not a secret. It's not a secret that Dogbot is a friend of many, 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 many more anime avies than statue abbey well everybody knows that nobody likes that's the other thing it's like you know the meme that i made it's like statue abbey you know the, the the wizard you know it's the the worst opinion you've ever fucking heard in your life uh some say their opinions are more disregarded than the casual internet woman's you know, but well, the thing about the thing about statue Abbey guys are that they have uh, the guy, the guy in the poll comments was was correct. They are likely much more. Um, I mean, in, incredibly well read, likely, you know, and therefore um, pedantic and dry and boring. And like you said, like their their opinions are tossed to the side, much like the rappers of the um, multitudes of, you know, Big Macs that they eat. Sure, you read Nietzsche, but did you really understand it? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, right, right. No, they're, they're you know, most times, I believe, statue avies are uh, severe um, to terminal cases of Dunning-Kruger. Um, where, now, the anime guys are, you know, the anime can be... <sighs> there's so many, I mean, I know anime people IRL, and... None of them are normal. Well, I mean, <laughs> nobody's accused anybody here of being normal. Right. But anime guys are an entirely different species. Well, that's we we clearly know where you voted. I didn't well, I, I'm yeah, I clearly voted statue avies are the fattest. Yes, okay. Clearly. I remember, okay, there was this one guy, he called himself like Tradwest Art on Twitter or something like that. Oh, yes. 
And yes, I remember him. He, he blocked me because I said not all abstract art is crap. You know, there is good abstract art. It's just that's just a, such a broad term for uh, non-representational art. Okay. You know, not what all of it by, is not all of it is Rothko and Jackson Pollock. Yeah, but like, what would be good uh, abstract art? Um, I've I've seen a lot of good abstract art over the years. I don't know what all the artists' names are, but it's it's appealing to the eye. It's it's plays of colors and shapes okay, that that okay. are appealing to the eye, but not okay, all like okay. not all of it. Like not every artist is is going to be Rembrandt. You know, sometimes it's just good to sure. make. Sometimes it's just good to uh, exercise your creative energies. You don't have to be badass at it. Just, but like, uh, you know, I mean, he posts Rembrandt and and other and, and other fine artists, and they're and it's fine art, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, just to make a blanket statement that all abstract art is. Um, like CIA sponsored crap is is not entirely true. Well, no, is there, C- I mean, is there CIA sponsored crap that was abstract art? Modern yes. art, you mean? Like the whole modern, modern art, art movement yeah. was CIA like astroturfed, yeah. Right, but, just like uh, punk. But as you know. but as a as an artistic exercise of mm-hmm. creativity, mm-hmm. like making abstract art doesn't mean that you're a shitty artist. No, you know, and so uh, he basically blocked me for that opinion. But I was very very. Uh, amused when a picture of him, uh, when he self-revealed a picture of himself, yeah, he was a fatty and fat he, fat. oh, he was, he's he's a chunker. Oh yeah, he was a he was a yeah. heckin' to use a Reddit yeah. term. He was a heckin' chunker. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I I forgot which uh I don't know former Roman emperor he was using as his statue abbey, but yeah. Oh, trad. <laughs> um, shoot, it was a Caesar. It was it was some former Roman emperor, but mm-hmm. like yeah, it, um, no, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, but all all the important stuff that we're talking about, you know, statue abbeys, anime abbeys, fatness. Don't be fat, people. Yeah, like, don't do that. It doesn't it doesn't cost anything not to be fat. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. All right, so let's um, back with the anti-Semitisms real quick, because. We had, we had mentioned anti-Semitisms, and let's do maybe a little bit of content for a second. What do you think? But uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, check this out. So we got the uh, former President Trump. You know, he had his little speech the other day. We'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, he delivered remarks that were in character but still dangerous. His claims about expelling warmongers, driving out globalists, casting out communists, and throwing off those who hate our country echo classic hashtag anti-Semitic rhetoric. Expelling warmongers, driving out globalists, casting out communists, and throwing off those who hate our country are anti-Semitic rhetoric. Hmm. Who'd have thunk? Hmm. Yeah. That comes from uh that comes from this. Let me see if I can where is it? Uh Donald Trump. <laughs> what was that tweet? Was uh how to speed run ruin your political career? Uh, I forgot the. Yes, this is it. Uh, let's let's listen to this for a second. Here we go. And then people don't want it, and it probably even affects the others because you know there's a big 
situation with a lot of people don't want to take the vaccine. Well, this played right into their hands. And they want me to do public service messages and everything about everybody taking the vaccine. And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. You know, to get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Fauci said it would take three to five years. He thought it was uh, something that just wouldn't be that effective because it would take so long to get. We, I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. I wouldn't exactly say they're, uh, they're in love with me. They have never, this is a very bureaucratic organization. I push them like they've never been pushed before, and that's why we have it. Uh, when they did the pause on Johnson & Johnson, I thought that was a, a very, very stupid thing to do. I would have put a... All right, there we go. So, uh, Donald ADL Trump killing calling, his, killing his uh, political career. There you go. The ADL calling him anti-Semitic is hilarious because recently a rabbi uh, produced an article... Uh, detailing all the, I think, like 25 different ways in which Donald Trump is the most philo-Semitic president of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a... It's, 25 it's, ways. It is a banger of an article. I mean, it is incontrovertible how much he loves Jews. Do you have the link? I don't have that link anymore. We, <sighs> like, that was like... Two months ago nah, when that article came out. That was something you should have shared. Anyway. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I just I, I just I just thought of it when you when you posted the ADL tweet. It's uh -huh. just it's inc it's incontrovertible how much this guy loves. Listen Jews. to this. Listen to this. Unfortunately, Donald Trump is completely captured by the deep state on COVID and the GOP are now competing over who can be the toughest on the China lab leak release virus. You know that that's that's what they're going with now, right? The China lab leak thing, because you know there was I, that's well, no, they're openly saying that, right? They're yeah, that's been official for a while. Yeah, okay. So lab lab, lab. God damn it! Okay, listen to this is Doctor Fauci. Um, he's the one who he covertly crafted the influential proximal origin paper that solidified the natural origin theory and dismissed the lab leak as a conspiracy theory. Right. You guys remember that, right? I, I also remember somebody saying that he has our best interests at heart. Yes, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Here, let's listen to this for a second. Lab leak is a theory with no evidence whatsoever. There is zero evidence that this virus came out of a lab in China. I've heard these conspiracy theories. And like all conspiracy theories, they're just conspiracy theories. Dr. Anthony Fauci said today in an interview with National Geographic, quote, everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. There was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists look at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. 
So, I mean, the, the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available to them. Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy that coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum. Conspiracy theories on the internet. The conspiracy theory that has already been debunked. And I don't really know why these conspiracy theories get such traction. I think the people just have trouble understanding what's going on on the planet. Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame. It's conspiracy theories that it was leaked from the lab. All right, so that's like another two minutes of that. Um, so they're running with now the normie narrative is that uh, it was a Wuhan lab leak. And now you have your red meat for red team where everybody's talking about how, oh, they lied. Yeah. It's all fake. All I it. love shooting stars. Yeah, that's, that's a great little tune. I actually yeah, just, I actually just the, wanted to watch that video again just so we could listen to that. The Alex Jones uh, Gay Frogs one with shooting stars is one of my favorites. That's a good one. It's a good usage of it, yeah. I, I remember the first time I heard that, my son ha- played me some meme video, and I heard that. I was like, well, it's catchy. Yeah. It I, it's corny. It's corny as all. It's all get out. It is you know, corny. But, like, it is corny. It is corny. Very but, corny. man, they, they found the right little keyboard mm-hmm. tone there. Yeah. They did. Apparently, there's lyrics to that song. <laughs> is there? Yeah, apparently, there's a version with lyrics. Huh. Well, um... Kind of, kind of tangentially related to COVID. Um, a prominent executive, uh, Dana J. Hyde, fifty-five years old, served in Clinton and Obama administrations, killed on board a jet um, during severe turbulence. Hmm. Wait, uh, so no. there was a plane crash? No, 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 just turbulence. Somebody shook her. Yeah, she got shaken to death. The her, yes. Uh, so, <sighs> yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, so she's an alumnus. She's an alumnus of the. Wait a second. She's an alumnus of the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States, better known as the 9/11 Commission. She was on the 9/11 Commission. Uh, the the screen went from her to. Oh, okay. It went back. Never mind. Sorry. Just open it, and the, you can open the thing yourself, so you don't have to use the. Anyway. And there she is. She died. Uh, died of turbulence. Wow. Dana J. Hyde. Listen to this. Listen to this line. Dana J. Hyde's name was released by Connecticut cops investigating the incident on Monday. But, but, wouldn't they say Connecticut police? Like, hmm? I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. This seems kind of odd. Um. Yeah, so here's the plane. So the plane was a private jet. Um, on board, others on board the plane included her husband and son and two members, all of whom survived. The family had been. She, was, hit, what, sorry? she was shook. She was shook so hard that a hole about the size of a thirty-eight slug was found in the back of her head. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you want. <laughs> I don't think you want to shoot a gun in an airplane. But so. Okay, so do you know how many deaths there are a year from turbulence? Zero. 
basically zero. There were 30 injuries, but no deaths from 2009 to 2020. Yeah, so... the Okay, so... um. So it was like a miracle that she died. Yeah, despite the announcement, miracle? it's not clear how Hyde died. <laughs> That's a bad word for her, her, they wow. said, Depending on yeah. how you feel about the I mean, 9-11 commissioners. Right. Deaths are extremely turbulence, which is unstable air in the atmosphere, remains a cause for injury for airline passengers, despite airline safety improvements over the years. But deaths are extremely rare. I can't remember the last fatality due to turbulence, said Robert Sumwalt of Sumwalt a former NTSB's chair and executive director for the Center for Aviation and Aerospace Safety at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. Turbulence accounted for more than one-third of the accidents on larger commercial airlines between 2009 and 2018. Um, Still, just died of turbulence. Like, I mean, you know, she was a prominent Washington lawyer who served in the Obama and Clinton administrations. I mean, knowing the Clintons, this is the Seth Rich type deal. Um, I don't know, man. They're getting like creatively ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and nobody cares. Nobody's going to bat an eye. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that this woman died. She was on the nine 11 commission, uh, her picture, that picture of her there in the middle with the little silvery shirt and whatever, I mean, that just, to me, could be, I mean, that could be a this person does not exist.com picture. I've seen too many of those. Hmm. I mean, there she is with the guy, uh, the Sri Lankan guy. And then, I don't know, man. Who the hell knows anymore if any of these stories are even real? It's so annoying now. You know what I mean? Now you have to, like, not only are they, you have to, you know, decipher whether or not they're true or or could these, I mean, yeah, like, are these people even real? Well, you can't spell turbulence without turban. Ah. What? I don't know what that means. Uh, call, call Ryan Dawson. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, stop. Ryan Dawson. I still think that was hilarious that he asked, dude, if he was a fed. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the autism pays off. Sometimes. Um, Yeah, so another died suddenly but died of turbulence people are dying of all kinds of weird stuff uh i'm gonna chalk this up to possibly died suddenly and this might be a vax death maybe maybe did you know we're about to go to war with mexico um oh yeah that's right they kidnapped uh i'm trying to find that that i have it pulled up somewhere one of these let me stop clicking around here um yeah the uh the four people that were kidnapped yeah they were they were going to get a tummy tuck that's what they told their families that's the, I, I mean who are you not to believe them well they're black you know they're black and three of them were male yeah they're yeah Come but on. because they're four of our sacred part of our population 
Mm-hmm. We're going to go to war with Mexico over it. Uh, okay. Okay, here, let's do this. Let's let's play this and see what happens. This is uh, Kaylee McEnany. Can you guys, this is on the screen? I can't, I can't change over. Is it on the screen right now? Uh, yes. Okay, here we go. No. No? I'm looking at it, so it should be. Attic video okay. shows the moment that go. those four Americans from South Carolina were kidnapped shortly after crossing into Mexico and what authorities have called a case of mistaken identity. We want to warn you that the video we are about to show you is graphic and disturbing. Oh, boy. You can see men in bulletproof vests <laughs> brandishing long guns, violently shoving the Americans into the back of a pickup. A woman shoved into the flatbed while the bodies of two others appear limp and dragged in beside her. The minivan they were traveling in riddled with bullet holes. One of the windows shot out. Okay, Family hang on, hang on. Ha- Did you see the person in the back of the truck? It looked like a blonde woman. The screenshot I've seen of the four people is four black people. One woman, three dudes. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I've identified the four as Latavia McGee, her cousin Shaid Woodward, seen here, and their friend Zendel Brown and Eric James Williams. We don't know which of the victims have been killed at this time. Attic video. Sh- okay. Let's see. Let me let me let me find the. Let's see if I can find the spot where they. Mm, come on, Kaylee. Where's that? There it is. Okay, so if you look, the one that's getting shoved in the back of the truck does not look black. These of two others appear. Like- Right there, the one in the back of the truck that looks that looks like a white woman with a blonde with, with a blonde ponytail. Maybe that's one of the kidnappers. No, in the back of the truck, they said they shoved the woman. The hands are tied. Her hands are tied, and she's shoved in the back of the truck. It's like a blonde woman, dude. This doesn't. Why didn't like... they? Why didn't they release all four people's pictures? Right. I mean, like, like, like did they not know what they looked like? I ooh. love how the silhouette of them has the. Uh, the black hair, though, as the African hair, yes. That's <laughs> Good lord, I don't. So yeah, so people are all mad. Um, we want somebody wants to say who was it? Mitch McConnell wants to send the the military to the border. No, uh, no, it's it's Lindsey. Oh, Lindsey Graham. Graham. Lindsey, Lindsey Graham. Graham. That's right, Lindsey Graham. He's a fag. The uh, Lindsey Graham stated today that he is preparing to present legislation to the Senate that would allow for deployment of four military forces to Mexico. This comes after four Americans were kidnapped, with three most likely being killed by the Gulf Cartel on Friday. Meanwhile, people just keep pouring in through that border that they want to send military to to stop kidnapping of four Negroes. Yes. LaShonda, Kanisha, Zindel, and Ray Ray. Or you know what I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, when you see no sense at all. Well, did you guys see the? Did you guys see the tweet of the black guy? How much cheaper are the tummy tucks in Matamoros? To be honest, right? Like a lot. Really? Yeah, Mexican, Mexican plastic. Okay, it's so bad. It's so bad that most uh, episodes of the show botched. Which is like a show about oh. bad, bad. Most episodes of the show botched have at least one person who's had Mexican plastic surgery. Did you guys play that botch song for the break song last week? Yeah, we did. 
You think they answered like the the ad wrong and they were supposed to like be tucking something into their tummies to get across the border for the cartel? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. See, they told their that's that story doesn't make any sense. The person in the back of the truck looks like a white female with a long blonde ponytail. I didn't see any other blacks. And but yet the people who were in the news thing that that tranny Kaylee McEnany was uh, talking about, um, they're all clearly, clearly uh, black. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how any of them would want. I, dude, the whole story doesn't make any sense. And so, which is funny that you brought this up there. Was this you talking about that brought this up to the? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, I ran across this story today and I said, this is, this is a perfect lubricanda right here you know like well, oh no right. our sacred you know four of our sacred stock has has been kidnapped, right. kidnapped. By, by the 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 neighbors right the, by the neighbors that we keep bringing here but uh here's dude i heard about this at work today like the the, un, the unassailable neighbors the unassailable you know, we could talk neighbor, right. shit yeah we could talk shit about canada all day right but, but Mexico, you can't Mexico. say anything bad about Mexico. No. That's their indigenous culture, man. Right. So today I'm walking uh, back to uh, the work area from break. And my normie-ish, very normie-ish, um, former army guy, buddy of mine, comes in. He's like, do you hear about the four people that were kidnapped in Mexico? I'm like, no. Because that was the first time I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear about this until until he told me about it. I was like, well, who were they? Were they students? Well, they didn't say. I was like, okay, were they on vacation? Like, you know, people go to Mexico and they go on vacation. And, like, you know, they get they get hit with the scopolamine. By the way, thank you for the uh, all, all the people who corrected me when I said I couldn't remember. Well, it wasn't really correcting. They were jogging my memory. When I couldn't remember what the... Uh, the drug that that the uh, the zombie drug that they make down in South America, but uh, yeah, no, these people, no, they were clearly ghetto blacks. <laughs> like, I was expecting it to be when I heard about it this morning. I expect from my buddy, I expected it to be like four college student females, you know, maybe like maybe like the I was it the Idaho murders that just happened recently, where it was like four girls and a dude got killed, right? I, I thought it might have been something like that. No. It's it's literally four nogs from like Harlem. Uh, of course, and it's like, bro, it's front page news. Lindsey Graham is like, we need to send the military down to the border. Somebody send me a young boy to my room. Like that's he's he's a fag. It is he's he's actually gay. Like not just a fag. He's literally a homosexual. Um. But this is front page, the most important news, because, right, the the protected class. Oh, I I, I mean, they're sacred. Mm. Yeah. Well, this got introed in January. This 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 uh, military thing got introduced in January. Um, and uh, Crenshaw and Waltz introed this Crenshaw, you know. Um, Wait, when were they kidnapped? Uh, I don't know. But no, back in January, they introduced this legislation to um to go after to give the United States government or the military permission to go after the the cartels. 
Oh, that's right, because they really want a hot war on our southern border. Yes, yes. Like, that would be really awful. This is a good one. Yes. MAGA Republicans be like, the Drake, yes, no, meme. No, is war in Ukraine. Yes, it's war in Mexico. Yeah. I mean, neither. No, I know neither, but the MAGA Republicans be like, we could just send out like 200 of those Boston Dynamic dogs. <laughs> to Mexico? Yeah, go sure. get them. Sure, why not? We should do it, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know what um I, I don't know what they were doing in Mexico. That's why I was, that's why I asked. I was like, "What the hell, man?" Like four people went down there. I was like, "Okay, so I'm thinking I'm thinking okay, if they went down there for, Oh, that and then he's like, "Well, they went down for plastic surgery." I'm like, "Well, that happens a lot." He was like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude, it happens a lot. Um, people go down to Mexico to get plastic surgery. They go down there to get dental work a lot cheaper. They can get the drugs a lot cheaper down there. Um, so that's why people go down there. And like I said, almost every episode of Botched, that uh, bad plastic surgery show, there's at least almost every episode, there's, there's one person on there who got bad plastic surgery in Mexico. So it's pretty common. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But the Lubriconda aspect is pretty funny because they're literally like, like somebody said, what were they doing? Stealing cars? Like, I, who, probably running drugs. Right. Right. Like they probably thought we're going to go down there and get something directly from somebody. And, uh, Maybe they thought they were cutting out some kind of middle management situation, and they, that they were they were just going to go down there and uh, so, you know, the, it's probably the woman's idea. You know uh, what I mean? That's plausible. And, and and she brought her three tough dude, like the toughest dude she knew. Sure. Right for a little muscle or whatever. Right. Zindel and, and, and Ray. Zindel and Ray Ray. And then found out it's not as easy as you know, breaking into someone's apartment while they're home mm. and stealing all their stuff. Mm. Yeah. Things probably went sideways very quickly. Oh, I'm sure. But tummy tuck, that's, that's, that's a, a good, really terrible excuse. That is a very I, I, interesting, I, like, like that, that was, I did not have that on my bingo card. Like you couldn't just say, I'm going down there to have a good time. You know, going right. to you know, going, we're going to Mexico like on a little vacay, right? Mm. But you're saying you're you're telling friends and family, assuming that they have very many. Sure. You're getting a tummy tuck. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what would the military objective be going to uh to the border? It, what would victory actually look like there down there, right? To, to stop the drug and trafficking cartels. Or... Uh, uh, well, I think wasn't it President uh, Harrison that wanted full annexation of Mexico? Uh, I was going to say leave the border there and put bomb collars on everybody south of the border. Wait, was it oh was running it man uh, like running man style? Was it yeah. Taft? Was it Taft or Harrison that wanted us to uh, like after the Mexican American War wanted us to just go all the way to? Uh, Mexico City and annex mm. the whole thing. 
Yeah, um, I don't think. See, I, the the amount of people inside the government that are connected to the cartels, the amount of people in I'm talking local state, you know, political guys, local state, federal levels, they have ties to to the cartels. Um, I'm pretty sure every major city has drug and human trafficking cartel affiliates doing business, right? So, doing sending the military down to the border, that's just gonna start a fucking shitstorm. So, I mean, that's probably. I mean, that might be the idea. We need to stop giving them aid. Don't we pay them a bunch of money every year? We pay everybody a bunch of money every year. Yeah, we need to stop. We pay everybody. We're the only, the only people. Or I've never heard of this concept where you're so far in debt. You're like in the most in debt anybody has ever been in the history of ever is the United States at this point, and yet somehow they managed to pull money out of their ass to give to other people. That concept? Oh, tw- nearly 200 million every year. What, Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. What the I, hell? I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't, like... And meanwhile, every city in the United States looks like, a sh- looks like San Francisco, an absolute fucking shithole. Yeah. Uh, this morning, Bella posted Bella posted a video from uh, somebody driving around or walking around San Francisco, right? It's just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm so glad I got the fuck out of there. Isn't it funny those just get like taken off YouTube? The tour, tour through San Francisco and people are like, no, 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 censored. Yep. Oh, yeah. Do they censor? The, well, it's because, you know, the, the homeless people's what? faces. Comment free. The homeless people's faces, you know, they're in there. You don't want the people don't want the homeless people to see their face. To have their faces seen. Excuse me. Yeah, they were doing those in uh in London a couple of years ago, and in Paris and stuff. They'd get ripped offline pretty fast. Yeah. Well, Paris. I mean, <laughs> I always say, you know, I always say, man, you know, San Francisco used to be the Paris of the West. I mean, but it is again because have you seen Paris? Holy shit! <laughs> and people are like, oh my god, that's really bad. They're both really bad. Yeah, people just like run inside and hide because of like the prayer times and all the people go out on the streets and all the Muslims like Dude, take Fr- up the entire street populations. Like, what the? Where? Where's this? Oh, in England or in oh, France, in Europe, in everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And well, in San Francisco, um, my buddies that I still talk to out there, um, it's like during the day it's a ghost town, and at night it's like The Walking Dead. Because like during the day, well, nobody's downtown. It's in uh, in the financial district. Everybody's working from home. Well, you know where they they all go into the uh, the water runoff area mm. underground, and those uh, what do they call them? They're not reservoirs. They're for flood runoff. Yeah, the mole people. Right. Oh, how about this? Just now, breaking news! Breaking breaking news! Train crashes into a dump truck in Cleveland, Ohio. Norfolk, of course. Norfolk Southern employee killed. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. I'm going to put this up on the screen. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. Yes. Oh, this is this morning. Sorry. Oh, well, no, I mean, it's news. still breaking it's news still, because yeah. the, the dump truck's broken. Right. A Norfolk, 
Norfolk Southern employee was killed when a train collided with a dump truck in Cleveland, Ohio, early Tuesday morning. What was today? The railroad, railroad worker identified as a conductor was killed in the collision on a set of tracks that runs through the Cleveland Cliffs Cleveland Works steel plant property on West 3rd Street, according to reports. Whoosh. I was on the the new Cleveland Cliffs project in uh, Toledo. Oh, so it was like the scene from Terminator 2. The big steel mill. Yeah, dude. These, so these guys make the ingots that they pound into steel, right? That's what they do there. They take iron and they turn it into the steel ingots. Um, that's pretty crazy. But, you know, again, train derailments are up to the tune of about 1,400 a year, which breaks down to over, a little bit over three per day. Uh, but this isn't a derailment. This was, um, what did they say? The conductor was struck by a dump truck as the train was moving through a crossing. So... I guess the guy was in the street and the dump truck. No, he hit the train. Dump truck hit the train. And the conductor, I guess, was in the spot where the guy. If you look at the picture, why would there be a person there? See where the dump truck is? Like, look at the, the main picture for this this article. Anyway, it's another accident. It's in Ohio. I just, you know, chalk that up to the thousands of reasons why Ohio is the worst state. Wait, wait, well, you'd, you'd think somebody can just come into Ohio and like just sweep it up. And voting was real, right? <laughs> right. Somebody could just hard. Come, somebody could just. Well, no, they love Mike Dewine here. They in, in Ohio, you know, they love Dewine. After all this shit, though, jeez. They love him there, dude. He is there. He's like, for some reason, he's like untouchable. Well, he, yeah, he broke his leg the other day. Remember. At the, or not the other, well, a couple weeks ago, when he went to uh, East Palestine, he fractured his leg. No, oh, poor guy. Me. Right? It was like, oh, because he's wearing the boot. And you're a uh, dog bot. You were like, that's not why he's wearing the boot. So, <laughs> is anybody here familiar with the boot conspiracy meme? Besides me. Wait, go on. So, basically, like when you're part of the club, uh, I don't know what they do to their leg. I don't know if the legs actually hurt or not even. But well, they have to they they wear the boot. And sometimes the boot changes feet. That's part of the that's part of the thing is wearing the boot and making it change feet and pretending like the the like the boot never changed feet and it's like one of those the emperor wears no no clothes or um What's that like the the Fight Club where he cuts in the, the the one frame of the penis into the movie, right? You're just not the, supposed to notice. You're not supposed to notice. You know the Freemasons have a, a I don't know, call it hazing or something, but they mm-hmm. saw off the heel of one of your shoes. And they have you walk around like that. I wonder if it's something like that. It's it's got to be some sort of initiation or some sort of ritual or you know that it's usually followed up with the black eye. Well, the black eye, there's a lot of different theories behind the black eye. Uh, there's the demonic possession. There's the, I don't know, punched in the eye by a Rothschild. <laughs> you know, you just just get whacked. You just get whacked by old Evelyn de Rothschild, right? 
What if they insert something into your brain through right. your nostril and it makes your eye turn black? There's the that. Pressure. There's that theory too. There's the, um, you know, the bug like, uh, yeah, Chekhov. like in the Matrix, like well, like Chekhov in uh, Wrath of Khan. But anyway, the guys. Oh wearing, yeah, the guys wearing the boot. Right, the guy's and wearing the boot, so he's he's joining the, the club. The boot. He's joining the club. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the club, right? You know, he, he didn't hurt himself on the site. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Mike Dewan. It's always a very robust boot. Too. It is. It's, it's like, very I, I've noticeable. Seen like I, I've seen people like twist their ankle and stuff before, and never have to wear something that basically looks like uh, one of RoboCop's legs <laughs> or a moon boot. Remember moon boots? Moon boots. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looks like a moon boot. Um, but to your point, Grognak, I don't believe anybody could run in Ohio against DeWine and sweep it like that. And even if they ran on, like, I'll fix the trains. You know who got the trains running on time, right? Well, yeah. So M- Mussolini shows up right? says, I'm going to get the trains <laughs> to run on time. Dude, well, they're gonna have to fix the tracks. The problem is, is that the tracks haven't been maintained properly in, in like a hundred years, and all the railroad ties are disintegrating. The tracks are rusted. Do you guys see the pictures of like the trestles that are held together, the bridge trestles that are held together with chains? Well, can we blame the Chinese? Didn't they make those? Oh, do you believe that's what somebody said? <laughs> somebody said we were talking about it today at work, and somebody said, "Yeah, man, those things haven't been." been maintained since the chinese built them i'm like it wasn't anyways yeah oh i thought that was my joke well no you said well you you know somebody else (laughs) else made the same joke i mean clearly i mean everybody knows about the chinese and the for blaming them for everything why not why not um i I don't know speaking of the speaking of the railroads have you seen some of the trestles and bridge work and stuff that's done like through the rockies it's amazing. Like some of these trestles are a few hundred feet tall and somehow, you know, some Chinamen just managed to throw that shit together. Oh, and also, um, what was his name? John Henry. The black dude with the hammer. Uh, yes, that was John Henry. Remember he raced the machine. Remember yes. that story? Yeah. He raged against it. Even he lit, Skull's not here to appreciate that joke. He is the number one Rage Against the Machine appreciator, Geyer. He absolutely is. You like that? That was good. That was good. That's good. I'll, I might change it someday. I might. I like the Rage Along the Machine. I forgot who said that. Rage Along uh-huh. the Machine? Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, we've said things like that. <laughs> Raging with the Machine. They are the machine now. When they, when, you know, when on the screen, like behind, like on the jumbotron, it says "get vaccinated" while they're playing. <laughs> so they play these ads for um, mental illness awareness on oh, terrestrial man. radio mm-hmm. here. I don't know if they're playing them everywhere, uh, but the latest one has Tom Morello on it, and he and his oh, quote geez. is: uh, "In my family, it was okay that if you broke your leg, you go see a doctor, and if you're feeling depressed." You go see a psychiatrist. That's because you're Jewish. Yeah, well, he was he was equating the he was equating the two. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, in his family, you know that was you know there were a lot of broken legs and hurt feelings. I mean, 
Yeah. And probably more hurt feelings. Probably. And allergies as opposed to broken legs. And shitty guitar playing. Really shitty guitar playing. Two riffs. Man knows two riffs. No? Yes. Another person who uses the wah-wah inappropriately. The other, obviously, uh, is Kirk Hammett. What? We have... Oh, kind of like New Metallica. You, the I was new, thinking... You like the new Metallica? Yeah, they had a song on there that sounded like it was exactly from Injustice for All, almost. They ha- it wasn't well, bad. Uh, aside, no bass? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they ha- well, you can actually hear you can actually hear <laughs> Robert Trujillo. Yeah. A little bit, though. Yeah. I don't particularly. He's he, he'll always just be the guy from from uh, suicide um, from uh yeah su- not su- he's is he the bass player from suicidal? No, he, uh, uh, no, he's the bass player from Infectious, Infectious Grooves, Grooves, which was which was Mike Muir's other band. That's right. That's that's yes. where he comes from. He was the bass player from Infectious Grooves. Yeah. Okay. Well, His funky band. You know what? I, let's 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 see if we let's do an Infectious Grooves song tonight. Oh, we got Clowncore. Yeah, that's like a one and a half minute song. <laughs> you can listen to that whole album in twenty minutes, I think. It's right? seventeen minutes long. Not, it's less. Go, than that, go to www.bandcamp.com and search for Clowncore and uh, appreciate all their fine yeah. music. Very uh, talented lads. We need ha- we need to have an actual break song. So, so let me pick an and actual break song. And we're looking for it right now. I know, right? <laughs> That's like, like, a, that's like a bumper. Yeah, that's it. That's so, it. So, so play it real quick while you're looking for a break song. <laughs> you want me to play that? All right, play, play, play Flat Earth while you're looking for a break right, song. Hang on, let me play this song. Uh, let's see if that'll play. Nope. Or you could just take your guitar out. Are you are you playing it? You guys can't hear it. No. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, the YouTube thing isn't okay. Hold on a second. Uh... The legacy. Hang on. Oh, I know why. Because my Telegram wasn't turned on. You gotta be kidding me. This is what this live stream, guys. This is why it's live, right? This should be on. Yeah. Why is it not on? You guys couldn't hear that. That's weird. Hmm. You can't hear this? No, sir. Hmm. That's very strange because it's playing. All right, well, well, that's not going to happen. Did we find a song? Did anybody find a song? No, I found a song earlier today. <laughs> I <laughs> found a song that you guys played last week when I wasn't on. Well, you told me to play it last week. <laughs> you said, well, we'll play it next week. I said, okay, cool. And then you didn't show up. So that's your I fault. Was, I was really happy that Botch got back together. Really, women you ever saw out here in the FDR range were the 
Whoa. Who's that? Well, that was playing. All right. We'll, we'll do this one here. This is. Can you hear this one? You guys hear that? No. No?
everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer with Dogbot and Grognak. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and that was Infectious Grooves, Violent and Funky. Hmm. I, I remember I remember having one of their tapes whenever they, whenever it came out in the early 90s. I had Sarsipius Arc. I remember that one. Is it really just sort of the thing that you can listen like was it sort of one of those bands that just sounded better under the influence of marijuana and alcohol? Probably. Okay. Probably. Yeah, probably. So moving on. Let's uh let's let's do a little more news. What do we got? What do we got? Um another quick one in the stack. Uh Idaho and it's not really spoopy or anything, but uh, Idaho and Idaho and um, Oregon are going to join forces and become a super state. Nope, it's never going to happen. No, no, all this, all, all this uh, sort of like fake secession stuff, this new state stuff, it, it mm-hmm, never mm-hmm. pans out. You can never they. It never falls through. Otherwise, there would already be the state of Jefferson. Right. And, and uh, there would have been uh, Baja, Arizona. There have been a couple other attempts at this in the last in Tennessee, uh, 15, the state of Franklin. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there there have been attempts for conservative counties to break away from the their liberal overlords, and it never never pans out now if it does i i would love to see the chaos from it right but um it's not i just happen. i i i'm completely skeptical that anything will materialize from all right it. well since we're doing lightning round nothing there um what else we got the uh, astronaut do you guys see the uh absolutely unreal photo of aurora from space you guys see that oh yeah, you like that caption? Yes. Thrilled by his absolutely unreal photo of Aurora. What was the caption? It's absolutely unreal. Mm. Absolutely unreal. Well, because it's not real. <laughs> it's Aurora you. Borealis. From space. You can see the curvature, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, if that's the curvature and you can see cities that close, like, look at the lights that are supposed to be cities, right? Or parts of cities or whatever. Those are awfully fucking bright. How bright is it on the street level? (laughs) Right? I mean... Is it just me, or what? Does that seem like it would be extreme? Like where those? That's funny. I never thought of that. Actually, you know, how bright would it have to be at fucking street level to be that bright in the fucking in, in outer space, right? Huh. I, I don't know. Like the fake space stuff just drives me nuts. Mm. Me too. But that's what it is. It's space, you know, and it's um unreal. 
What do you think it would take for most people to actually recognize how fake space is? I don't know. What do you think? Um, would it, would it be the videos like the um, the ISS videos where things glitch out? Do you think that that do you think that would uh, influence people at all? Some. I don't think that's influencing enough. I've seen enough of those out there, and people still like, like, like what uh, is like question. what Volger was saying today about chemtrails. Like, you can show people this stuff, and they're like, "What do you mean?" And they just look at the chemtrails, like, "What are you talking about?" So a lot of people, no, a lot of people, this would not help at all. It's it's a good question though. Like, if you don't, you know. Like, we have the people who wander into the chat still from time to time, and they're like, wait a minute, you really think Earth is flat? And they're either they're either coming in there as trolls, like, preloaded, right, to just stir shit up and be annoying, or they're just completely obstinate to looking at any kind of information on it. Most people who end up thinking Earth is flat, they're, they're people who tried to debunk it first. I did. I tried, like, hell to debunk it. Everybody, I think everybody, everybody who comes to the conclusion that the Earth is not what they tell us about in science class, um, comes at it trying to debunk the flat side of it. I mean, if not, just call you crazy or retarded outright, right? And, and they ha and they haven't they haven't looked at any of the proofs or any any of the uh, the visible evidence and any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, like Jason well, from Archaic says that like flat earth itself is a is a stepping stone, really. You know, what I mean, because when you stop there. And again, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people cling to the flat earth stuff the way that like globe tards cling to the globe stuff. Right. They, they think that, that like the the ice wall is it. That's it. The ice wall. We got the little dome and that's it. It's our own tiny little perfect little thing. And that's it. I don't believe that. I'm I'm more of the infinite plane society type. I hate the word society part of it, but like the infinite plane theory. Well, on the last show you were on DB, you you mentioned you're like, how could I possibly see a shadow of Earth on the on the moon if it's up there in the sky and I can see the sun? This is a great time of year when it's you know when it's cold. At least here in New England where I am, it's really cold in the morning, and you can see the sunlight is like like the not just the perpendicular rays and all that but you can see the aura of like the cold air around mm -hmm. the local sun you can see that it's local because of the coldness around it right that is odd mm -hmm. i don't know i was uh i was walking the dog this morning and it's a full moon out or it was a or at least last night it was uh almost a completely full moon and it just it just doesn't seem far away like it's far away enough, but it doesn't. Like I still, I, I'm, I'm still at odds at what the moon actually is. Yeah. You ever notice that how like some days, it's real close. You're like, whoa, it's like huge, and then the next day it's real far away. How did that happen? You know. Like it's, I'm it's just not. I, I guess I'm just not smart enough to figure it out. Some days it's bigger than other days, and you know, it's just. Yeah, I guess I'm just not smart enough to figure out how the atmosphere 
Benz. Um, I I, I, try, I tried to explain to somebody the the principle. Now, this is an electrician who should understand the inverse square. Um, was the inverse square law of uh, light, right? The further it goes, twice as the wider it gets, right? Um, so that light from ninety three million miles away. The entirety of Earth would be lit up all at the same time, all at the same brightness, basically. There would be no gradual sunset sunset or sunrise. Hmm. It wasn't grasping the concept. I think it's purpose. I think it's purposeful. I think these people, we've been taught for so long, then anything that challenges this stuff, automatically, the first thing, what's the first thing most people do? Automatically, they laugh, right? It's like the first reaction is to laugh. Giggle, snicker a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the first, that's the first, you know, defense mechanism is the laughter. The cog disc kicks in and the laughter. It's Alinsky. Just laugh. So someone, I got that from someone at work last week. I asked them if they know how to use a compass. They go, oh, yeah. Well, what do you have to do? Hold it flat, right? Okay. Well, why? You got to hold it flat. So if two people on the bottom side of the globe have to hold the compass flat, then why doesn't the why doesn't the needle point like try to force its way through the core of the Earth to get to the <laughs> to the North Pole? You know what I mean? Right, right. The compass wouldn't even work if you were living in a globe. What they say to that? It is you know nothing. <laughs> Walk away. Well, give me looks. Yeah. They give you a weird look, like why do you even know that? Or usually I'm the guy who walks away. Just, mm. <laughs> Let that linger. Yeah. Well, that's an amazing picture, you guys. Definitely CGI. I mean, you can look at this picture and tell that that's CGI. Right? I mean... It's obviously CGI. Right. But, uh, this is uh, they're not trying to tell you it's an actual photograph, right? They, they are. No, it's not. It looks like it looks like a cutscene from a current video game. Right, but they are telling you this is the picture that was taken by this astronaut. No, th- there's no way an astronaut took that as a photograph. I, I know that. You know that. We know that, but they're telling people that's what it is. And there's mm-hmm. they're lying. NASA's <laughs> Josh Casada captured the light display aboard the International Space Station while it was 250 miles from Earth. Seemingly at a loss for words. That thing that goes 11,000 miles per hour. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't forget that. Right. There he is. There's the guy. Josh how do, do- how, how do you dock on something that's going 11,000 miles an hour? Right. It's called really good engineering. That's <laughs> it. It's Don Pettit. <laughs> The really good engineering, like really good engineering. Yeah, that's the guy. Got one crooked eye. McFly. Look at him though. Look at this guy. This guy looks like a, this guy. This person does not exist. Picture. Every picture does now. Why do all these people have moles nowadays? Look, this guy's got two moles. The lady, um, his teeth are really off. Set. Yeah, the lady that had the, the, the lady that um was turbulenced to death, she had two moles on her face. Um I don't know many people IRL that have moles on their face. Do you guys? Yes. You do? Yeah. 
I mean, okay. But like, it, it just if you were going to make a fake composite picture and you wanted it to be realistic, um, throw more on. realistic. Yeah, you would throw a couple on there. Yeah. And a crooked eye and half an eyebrow. This guy's only got half eyebrows. I don't know. He's got weird, like, he's got like weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's real or not. Anyhow, that's the guy who took the picture, supposedly. No comments on this. No comments at all. Hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's from the goodnewsnetwork.org. So it's not like it's a. He's 49. He started off in SpaceX. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Started off in SpaceX. Yeah, all all one thing. It's just one tentacle. It's not even. They're not even separate. Yeah, right. it's the it's the illusion of separate. Yeah, it's the revolving door of private to public. I mean, it's all when it's all the same. It's anyway. all one big. Yeah, it's right. all one big sure. thing. Sure. Like like it, that's it implying that Google is isn't is private or public. It's you know it's all the same. It's private. Anyway, it's, pu- it's pubic. It, it's not. <laughs> All right, what else we got? A dig towards the core of the earth uncovers a lot of scientific secrets. From greedyfinance.com. Where do you guys find these articles? Have you ever read the Jules Verne novel entitled Journey to the Center of the Earth? All right, so this is a. Okay, so this this looks like a mine, but they're saying this is a uh, dig where they're coring in Russia to get to um, as far as they could get down to the center of the earth, right? This Project yes. Mohol, Mohol, in 1957, the U.S. team took the lead in the digging race as they started Project Mohol. They oh, were wow. doing this in the bottom of the ocean. That seems rather odd. Um, maybe because you'll get deeper because you're already starting at depth. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, the Russian one appears to be a gigantic hole. And also this picture source maternity week. Why are, why are these sources like stuff like maternity week? And this is just very strange. Um, but this thing used a um, the Russian one used a machine called the Earl Mash 4E. This stuff doesn't sound real, which was a serial drilling rig used to drill oil wells. It was modified a bit to be able to reach a depth of 7000 meters. Um, this is in the 60s. And then you have the Bertha Rogers hole. This is all done. This, OK, this is nothing new. This is what is this? This isn't anything new. Uh, so the if you scroll down towards the bottom, mm-hmm. it, it says they're closing it up, but the one that's gone the furthest now, which mm-hmm. is forty nine thousand feet, mm-hmm. they're finding what they're calling plastic rocks. Plastic rocks. Yeah, there's a picture of the samples near the bottom. It says that they're basically impossible to drill into because of the 
the formation of them, the texture. Hmm. I don't know. It just seems. And it's very hot. It's hot obviously. down there. Yeah, like they knew it would be hot, but it got increasingly hotter faster than they thought. I thought there was the yeah, so you have like a silicon center. They went through a hot section and then it got cooler. Like that, they were actually like uh, surprised by the temperature not being not getting hotter as they went deeper. I don't know. And so we've never drilled through the crust, right? right? Right. Into the mantle. Which that we're told is under the crust. Right. Right. That's what they tell okay, us. Okay, so so how how deep is the crust? Mm, why can't we this. why can't we drill through some freaking crust? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Starts to make me wonder if there actually is a crust or not. Or if know? it's not just like what a contrast in stories, right? Like we're supposedly sending rovers to Mars, right? But we haven't gone further than seven and a half miles down, and now that they're getting there, they're finding like weird it's seven and a half like miles. Is that rocks. what it is? Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Forty-nine thousand feet. But the Russian hole looks like. A mine at the top. Like it's, you know, it's all <laughs> Russian hole. <laughs> uh, uh. But the the hey. Russian dig site, it looks like a stepped mine, like a lithium mine, you know. It looks huge. Look how close the settlement, like the town is next to yeah, the Yeah, look how small the town there. looks compared to the hole. Yeah, uh, it's it's so silly. Mm hmm. Yeah. And like Grognak said, we're sending, you know, ships to Mars, right? We're sending stuff to Mars, but we, we haven't dug, you know, underneath our own feet. We don't even know what's down there. Hmm. It is weird that they're trying to do this in the ocean, too. Like, how does that not complicate things more? But Yeah, I thought it was weird that the American one, you know, like, we're just going to do it in the ocean. Go down, you know, 1,100 feet down in the water. We totally got 7,000 feet down further, though. Totally. <laughs> How would you ever? I mean, you know, that doesn't that doesn't sound right. You know, like, why would you start digging the hole at that in that spot? Does that does that make sense to either of you guys? Yeah, no. So this, according to this, the, the mantle is supposed to be, looks like 45 kilometers down. Hmm. According to science. According, wait, wait, say that again? According to science, it's supposed to be about 50, 45 to 50 kilometers down. The The mantle? Yeah. Yeah, which is like how many miles? I'm not Russian. <laughs> well, wow. 2.2. And on that note, gentlemen, I, must, one, uh, I must, gentlemen, I must depart for the evening. All right. You guys we'll, have we'll a wrap good it up one. without you, buddy. Adios. Right. 50 kilometers is how many miles? That's 
Hmm. I don't know. Isn't it 2.2 miles? That would be uh, 31 miles. 31 miles. Okay. So we've been down 31 miles. It's pretty far. No, we haven't been down that far. We've been down seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, so we've been down a fifth. Yeah, but they know what's down there for sure, right? That's that's how you know is by guessing. Oh, theorizing. Yep. It's theorizing using um formulas and theories, right? It'll be, I'm curious how they actually close these things up. They say they're closing them. Like, what do they? What do they do? They put a big gate over it. Dumping a bunch of are they dump? Are they just dumping the dirt back in there? It doesn't say. Just as they seal it. That's oh, possible, right? Well, if it's anything like the um, the caves in the uh, Grand Canyon, they just put a big iron gate over them. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They put a big gate over it and just say you can't go down there anymore. <laughs> where they where they found the uh, the Egyptian ruins in in the Grand Canyon. Yep. yep. Yeah. Good enough. I love that. I still love the fact that the Grand, they say the Grand Canyon was created by a river, by the Colorado River. Over billions of years, it created that huge canyon. And the amount of rivers there are, shouldn't there be more canyons? Yeah, there's there's not. There's just one. <laughs> just like the, the, the big salts, flats. Yeah. We have a lot of anomalous... Like explain the, the salt States. flats. People can't explain. Well, it's just the real salt. Well, how did salt accrue in such? It's like know, ten times saltier than the ocean, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And if that's the case, if if the ice melted, then the oceans would be diluted. So you're implying that the oceans were way saltier before the ice age. If they were so small and they were all like dead sea salty, they would have had to have been, right? For them to be, you know, if all that, if the, the, what do they say that the oceans went up 300 feet or something? Sea level mm. went up 300 feet. 30, was it I'm 30? Not sure. Feet? If you Anyways, it was a lot. And like, I was, somebody was talking about the Graham Hancock stuff and how much he liked it. And the stuff that Jason, whenever you talk about Graham Hancock, he goes like, Bleh. But um, yeah, I mean he he's got a lot of money into his production, so his sure. cinematography is amazing. Sure, you know? I mean that's his, why that's why Ancient Aliens is so cool too. Even though they because they have a ton of they have the scripts, they have the uh, yeah. I mean they, they the script studio is bullshit yeah. in it, but you get yeah. to see a lot of cool stuff. Anyways. Yeah, I mean it's all the all, all the bullshit, dude. But um, it, it is it's all but it's all bullshit. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, there's there's definitely some kind of mystery as far as the the what they call the younger dry ass period and all this stuff. Before sure. I mean, there, there's supposedly. something going on, but like, again, I mean, that could be. We just don't have anything on it. There's no calendars. There's no written history. So what what do you talk about? Right. So how does that? Yeah. That, how does all that happen? I mean, there's got to be some sort of. It's got to fit in somewhere with the resets and all that kind of stuff. But just like the Cambrian explosion you know when they they have all these fossil records when it shows i mean if you i don't know if, how familiar you are with it but during that 
basically um, explosion of life forms, mm-hmm. all those things in the Cambrian period, those are all things that we have today. You know, snails and mollusks and squids and right. all these. How did we just, end up? That was the other thing. None of, none was, of that evolved. And it all came right. out of nowhere. So. Right. How did, how, the other thing I always wondered was how did we get fossils of invertebrates? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of Jason's favorite things. He goes on all the time is just impossible fossils, right? Impossible so. fossils, fossils of things that are made of jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You know, and again, yeah, these things, we have them today, you know, and then we have things that we have today that we didn't have back then, but are similar, like octopi. But there were squids. Yeah. And, and it just like there was a mass die off several times, it seems. There was also a mass... Um, introductions of life right like a replenishing yeah oh yeah well but if you take it from the if you take it from the actual hebrew well when you you know what's really factor in the fact that they did have vowels the i don't know the part of it the if you're looking to like combat the uniformitarian form of history Mm. and evolution and all that the one thing they're trying to fight against is the idea of a cataclysm based history. They don't, they, and it's weird because, you know, we were just talking about how, how strange it is that people get upset when you tell them there's no such things as nukes. And, right. They get you know, mad. They're like, you'd think yeah. they'd be happy. You'd so think it's people almost would be the happy, same thing right? with this revision, with this revisionism of history when you're trying to tell people, well, actually, there is a mass cataclysm cycle and they're like no 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 not that but but nukes are real and you could die tomorrow because of north korea right (laughs) it's like you don't understand what you're saying it's the same concept (laughs) yeah you just be a little more studious about what you're talking about right people are dumb the dunning kruger effect be real yo yeah what else we got in here um I don't know what else. What else? What else? Oh, we got the. Uh, I mean, this is this is just you know because of course, um, Antifa member that got a Antifa member that got busted in Atlanta with uh, domestic terrorism charges is a staff attorney with the SPLC. But of course. Right, the SP, the FBI has historically used the SPLC as a source for who should be considered domestic terrorists. This guy is Tom Jurgens, staff attorney, SPLC, University of Georgia School of Law. He's from the Atlanta metro area, and there's his mugshot. School, school of Law. Now I don't know that that's an actual mugshot. This just looks he's not like doing he's very good in school. Obviously, this just looks like he's standing. Next, like, I don't even know that that's the same guy. It's possible that that's the same dude, but it probably is. But, like, that guy doesn't look like. But Thomas Webb Jurgens was arrested, according to the jailing information screenshot that was taken. Yeah, I mean, they get arrested all the time. They just, the D, the the prosecutors and the DA, they just don't press charges. Yeah. That's what happens. They just walk. I mean, they get arrested because otherwise, how do you how do you fire up the conservatives? Right. You know, right. the Antifa shenanigans. Oh, yeah, no, they have, have the Antifa shenanigans. And then it's like, oh, the SPLC is working with Antifa. Oh, this is just this is this is red meat for the Nazi LARPers. 
Yeah, and I mean, it, well, it's all it's all true, but it's all it's, it's probably well, it's probably true. Yeah, he probably was down there, you know, agitating with what what happened in Atlanta. Um, I mean, too bad for these for for these useless useful idiots. They didn't realize they were going to go into the meat grinder eventually. <laughs> like, you think you're just going to commit terrorisms like forever? No. Oh man, I just tried to go back on the Twitter page, and I it just if you look at the screen. Look at the screen on the on the. <laughs> Your account is permanently suspended. No, oh, on yours. It's yeah. Paranormies account. So you can't even view it. I can't even like go back onto anything. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's pretty funny. <laughs> No, Johnny, you can't even use you can't even use the search function. Welcome now, to Twitter. Let's go. Now, if you wrote a book, mm-hmm. do you think it would be sent in front of at Barnes and Nobles as a banned book? Would my book be a banned? <laughs> yes. Book? Yeah. Oh, my book would absolutely be banned. We, yeah. Yeah, but do, but do you think it would be prominently displayed as a banned book? No, not at all. So I hate that scam. It's such a stupid. Yeah, at the banned employee. books. And why is it right here in Barnes and Noble where I can buy it? They're all written by Jews too. Right. Why, why is it? Why is it right here in Barnes and Noble where I can purchase it for fourteen ninety five or whatever? Right. How is it banned? It's like you know. Oh, the most. This is the most censored video on the internet. If that's the case, then why can a retard like me find it? I dude. I. I love books, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't go into Barnes and Nobles very often. But I went in there at least a couple times in the past few months, and I couldn't find a single book. I asked them if they had a few things. No, no, no. Okay, what, what were you asking for? Um, Piaspinski and um, Thor Heidenthal. <laughs> Just a bunch of different researchers, and yeah, you know, nothing. Garbage. No, Barnes and Noble is just garbage. It is. It's garbage. It's taken over, and it's all fluff, all garbage, all the time. Yeah, you know that's one, one thing I'm gonna one, miss. One of the number one bestsellers right now is um, the Prince Harry's book, right? Wasted or whatever it's called. <laughs> Something stupid. Well, they are. All, those are all. I could never understand that. Those are all ghostwriters. And it's not yeah, a every single one. Of them. Every every single one. Very strange. Mm-hmm. I've got plenty of things to read that are probably way cooler than that. So, I actually, just read Frankenstein this week. I never read that before. What you you never read Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's? Yeah, well, I can't really say read. I, I usually listen to books at work, but I, uh, I, yeah. I, I consumed Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> And it was it was nothing like the movies it was, or any of the the film adaptations. It was no, very interesting. No. Right? Yeah. I don't think she wrote it. I I don't either. You think her husband did it? Uh, I think a couple people in Genova, uh, in Switzerland, when she visited, probably helped her, gave mm-hmm. her some some tips or some storyline plot things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also think maybe she just found an older manuscript and rewrote it. If, they inha- if the inheritors found buildings, right? They then they also found, found books. books right? Oh, absolutely. And then they also found books. They also found right. Yeah. 
There was that. Oh, there was that. Or did he send it to me personally? Hold on. Um, I think DB sent me this. Yes. 100 must-read books that will change your life. <laughs> oh, what's on there? Oh, my God. All right. Um, let me see if we can get this on the screen here. Okay. Good Lord. All right. The first one. Deep Work. Atomic Habits, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, Steve Jobs, Think Like a Monk, The Psychology of Money, Can't Hurt Me, Calendar of Wisdom by Leo Tolstoy, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, oh my God, Seneca on the Shortness of Life, Life is Long if You Know How to Use It, Penguin Books, Great Ideas, okay, The Millionaire Next Door, these are all retarded. Um, <clears throat> I will teach you to be rich. The four agreements. Oh, the four agreements. The power of now. Uh, Homo Deus, which is uh, you've all know all Hararis. You know, the, I haven't uh, heard of almost any of these. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, you've heard of the, you, the Homo Deus, uh, and also Twenty One Lessons for Twenty First Century. Another you've all know Harari book. Uh, the power of habit. Like these are. These are just like War and Peace. Um, let's see. Who reads that? This is, apparently, this is masculine mind. Uh, bunch of oh my god, Marcus Aurelius, Einstein, Ben Franklin, Leonardo da Vinci. Jesus, the, uh, like this is a lot of. I, I, I was while DB was reading this to me, I was like, oh my god, okay, where's Dale Carnegie? And of course, in here another another Jordan B. Peterson book. Um, and of course, the Dale Carnegie "How to Win Friends and Influence People" is on here. <laughs> Can you imagine popping Jordan Peterson on a book with all these, <laughs> with Leonardo da Vinci and what? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This one is Clean, Beyond Order, and of course, Crime and Punishment, Fedor Dostoevsky, Crime and Punishment. Um, these are like these books are ridiculous. Uh, the Richest Man in Babylon, um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Millionaire Fastlane, Stephen Hawking, Brief History of Time. Um, I'm trying. I'm just like highlighting some of these. Book on Tesla, book on Elon Musk. Sun Tzu, The Art of War, obviously. Very, very normie. Uh, how to, there it is, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends, friends and Influence People. Never Split the Difference, it. Negotiating as If Your Life Depends on It. These are terrible. There's, these are like this. This, if I ever came into somebody's house and I saw this, this is this was on their bookshelf. I would just turn around and leave. Yeah, this is a good litmus test. Is if, mm-hmm. if uh, you, if you know, have, I want to talk to you. Yeah, if you have a lot of these books, like I have a couple. I have the Art of War. Like you know, it's a, you know, I have that, and I also have uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It was given to me a long time ago. It's an old copy of it. Have you read the Art of War? No. Okay. I have it. It's just like it, it's just you'd be used as a weapon, right? Yeah, <laughs> you could brain somebody with it. No, it's not that. It's not that thing. War. It's not that thing. But like Tuesdays with Maury, they yeah, made a movie out of that. Uh, the Great Gatsby, that's in there. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I mean, that's a good book, I guess. But there's a whole bunch of books on being stoic. The Daily Stoic. Herman Hesse, Siddhartha is in there. Um, 
like high performance habits. Okay, and then the last four are 97, 98, 99, 100. Hooked, how to build habit forming products. Shoe Dog, The Fault in Our Stars, and The Art of Thinking Clearly. Those are the last of the 100 books. That's pretty fucking stupid. I wonder what the uh, required reading list would have been if you went to a World's Fair. You know, they give you those little pamphlets to fill out and yeah. little study guides. Yeah. Dude, here's the thing. Reading. Here's the thing. You know how many books I have that I haven't read yet that I have still to read in my book repository? Good lord, I, I don't have time for that. Like th- this guy's got a hundred books that you have to read now. I don't, dude, none of these books you have to read. Anyway, that wasn't very paranormies. We like books. Yeah, we like books. Um, this is though. Scientists want to create AI using real human brain cells. What the hell? What do you think of that? Um, I mean, this is just the brain in a jar thing, isn't it? Almost. Pretty much. Oh, this is the, <clears throat> the article's on Frontiers. Yeah, Let's so... See. Oh, John Hopkins, not Johns Hopkins. Don't forget. Right. So this is uh, biological computing or biocomputing. Could be faster, more efficient, and more powerful than silicon-based computing and AI and only require a fraction of the energy. Organoid intelligence, OI, a new word, organoid intelligence, describes an emergent multidisciplinary field working to develop biological computing using 3D cultures of human brain cells, brain organoids and brain-machine interface technologies. OI requires scaling up current brain organoids into complex, durable 3D structures enriched with cells and genes associated with learning and connecting these to next-generation input and output devices and AI machine learning systems. Jeez, OI requires new models, algorithms, blah, 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 blah. OI research could also improve our understanding of brain development, learning, and memory. Potentially helping to find treatments for neurological disorders such as dementia. This sounds like transhumanism. Yeah, and you know what? It's also this weird Ouroboros type thing. Like, aren't mm-hmm. they just trying to recreate a human being? Like, what we already do? Right. That's what they're doing, but they're trying to do it artificially. But now they're trying to do it biologically artificially. Yeah, like, why? Like, is this because the, the singularity AI moment just isn't going to be good if it doesn't have biological material attached to it? You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. really makes it better. Then what the, what's the fucking point? How the, how does the brain matter not rot? Don't people get Alzheimer's because of brain rot and yes. shit? Yes. I, it's just confusing to me. Yeah. I'm not smart enough to understand this article. There's a lot of uh, talking about energy, you know, um, how, how much energy your brain uses and like what part of your what part of your body or how much how much energy your whole body uses and what a part of that is brain function um biological learning uses far less power to solve computational problems for example a larval zebrafish navigates the world to successfully hunt prey and avoid predators using only 0.1 microwatts while a human consumes 100 watts, of which brain consumption cons- constitutes 20%. In contrast, clusters used to matter state. That doesn't, that was like, that was like such an apples yeah, and oranges. Yeah, I, lo- I love when they compare us to animals. Don't right. you? We should stop cooking our food while we're at it. Yeah, right. Like, shut up. Stop. <laughs> Just stop eating meat completely. 
Um, yeah, there's another where they compare us to bumblebees, and this is a very okay. This I I should really heavily whoever posted this article didn't read it. Well, that you, that's an interesting thing too. Yeah, people like to study human formations as if they're going to function the same as a body of insects. Right. I don't think that's right, and that's, that's not, not how it works. Our man. biology. No, our biology is so much different. That's why they call people that study bugs entomologists. I don't think that has to do with inside, but does it? Entomology is not the study of bugs. It is entomology, yeah, but I don't think that has to do with like the. What does that have to do with the inside or the outside? I'm just saying, it bugs and people are so different from one another. It's weird when science is like, "Look, you're like a bee." Yeah. Well, you just said we weren't like bees in the last article. Right, right. Pick one. Right. Are eggs good for you or are they bad for you, damn it? Oh, man, don't even get me started on that stuff. The, 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 what's good for you and what's bad for you as far as food goes. Uh... So is it, does this mean one of our upcoming presidents is finally going to just be a brain? I mean, I'm just hoping he has one. This guy doesn't. He, can't, he, he won't be able to fall down the... the... The stairs to fall, Air Force One, right? You can fall up the stairs. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Speaking of Jim hover, Carrey, there's just, okay, you know how Jim Carrey does that one thing with his smile where he, like, he does the thing with his face and he makes his upper lip go up, right? Yeah. And he's like the yeah, only yeah. guy that can do that. There's this there's this female on, on the internet who like she does like the Jim Carrey thing like really well and she kind of looks like Jim Carrey. And I saw a video where she's talking to her mom and she's like joking around. She's like, mom, did you bang Jim Carrey in the early 90s? And she like starts doing the Jim Carrey face. She's like, just go ahead and be honest, Mom. Did you bang Jim Carrey in the in the 90s? <laughs> she really looks like Jim Carrey. It's quite possible that Jim Carrey could be her dad. Because only, like, only so many people can make that muscle contraction thing work. Yeah, he's a, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy, but like... I was watching this. I'm like, this could be a deep fake or is this a real thing? And then I saw like two or three more videos. I'm like, yeah, this person, this is what this person does. This person does a Jim Carrey impersonation as a female. But Wasn't there some silly conspiracy about who Robin Williams became instead of dying? Oh, was there? I hadn't heard this one. He didn't throw a wig on, do the Mrs. Doubtfire or something. Oh. <laughs> mm. maybe, maybe this is just all in my head. I don't know. I don't know, man. Robin Williams was a hairy dude. I think that, like, he even had hair on his like his knuckles and stuff. He was like, was he, was he Scottish? Right? Yes, he was, was Scottish. Yeah, and those Scots have like a thick mat of hair that goes from like their neck all the way down to their feet, and it's like woolly, and a lot of it's red. I remember him on Mork and Mindy. He'd wear that. That weird striped shirt and his chest hair would be popping out of the collar. Yeah, that's so the wool sweaters don't itch as badly. <laughs> this, <laughs> that's adaptation. <laughs> they, their chest hair was adapted for that. <laughs> the Scots. Yeah, I remember watching that when I was a kid. Mork and Mindy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they had the kid. Their, uh... I can't remember the kid's name, but it was Jonathan Winters, and he was a baby, but he was an old grown-up. Remember? What a weird show. Vaguely. What a weird show. Morgan and they had a baby, and their baby was, I can't remember his name, 
but it was Jonathan Winters, who was a they like did a sixty-something-year-old man, but was being a baby. It had an alien hybrid baby. Yeah. Wow. I'm like ninety-nine percent. I don't, I don't remember seeing that one play out. I'm like ninety-nine percent positive of that. <clears throat> Look mm. that up real quick. The kids wanted to watch the Coneheads a few weeks ago. They get they got a kick out of that. The movie. Yeah. That was a funny one with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. All right. So Mork and Mindy was from September 1978 to 1982. Um, I wasn't even born when it was off television. I caught that one on Nick at Night. That's funny. Um, Second season... Third season. Was that the one where he goes meep, meep, meep? Did he do? Was that Robin Williams? Nanu, Nanu. Nanu, Nanu. That's right. That's right. The meep, meep thing was the. That was the Coneheads. Okay. At the beginning of the fourth season, they get married. Jonathan Winters, one of Williams' idols, was brought in as their child, Mirth. M E A R T H. Mirth. Because of the different Orkin physiology, Mork laid an egg, which grew and hatched into the much older Winters. <laughs> Winters had previously appeared in season three as Dave McConnell, Mindy's uncle and Fred's, Fred's brother, and had previously explained that Orkins aged backwards, thus explaining Mirth's appearance, and that his teacher, Miss Gazeba, portrayed by then 11-year-old actress, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Yeah. He was in another movie where he aged backwards, didn't he? Who, Robin Williams? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mirth. Or age too quickly or something. I think he, not the, yeah. I'm thinking of Benjamin Button. He was was in one where he aged too fast, if I remember correctly. I don't know, man. I, I have no idea. So I was just I was just thinking that when I put this together as the podcast for tomorrow, it's going to be missing like the first couple minutes of uh, the second half because my my recording wasn't working. That's okay. It'll be the one with the glitch in the middle. I hope they save Rob, Robin Williams' brain. Um, I don't know if they could, dude. He did a lot of cocaine. I thought that was kind of interesting. When I heard about them saving like. People's brains, right? Didn't they save Einstein's brain and stuff? Or was Did that a they? rumor? Um, I think that's a rumor. I'm I'm not sure that that actually happened. I think that's just a rumor. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they did. Hold on, let me look that up. I know they like yes, saved they like slices save of JFK's. They brain did. They stuff. did. They they uh. did they did they did they Thomas Harvey did save Albert Einstein's brain when he performed an autopsy on him at Princeton Hospital in New Jersey on April eighteenth, nineteen fifty five. He preserved, photographed, and measured it, gave it to researchers who wanted to identify whether Einstein's genius came from a physically different brain. Um, that's. And what did they conclude? Did it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The 
There's like there's a seems like a lot of the same story over and over and over again when it comes to Einstein's brain. Einstein's brain did not contain more neurons overall than the average person's. It did, however, contain more astrocytes, the left inferior parietal area of the brain, the region associated with mathematical thinking. So supposedly he had more maths to draw from in his head. I don't buy that. Oh, he also pulled his eyeballs out and gave them to his eye doctor, Henry Abrams. What the fuck? What? Oh, I'll play. What in the hell, dude? Like, I've heard it all now. Have you ever heard of anybody dying and them taking their body parts and just randomly giving them to people? Yeah, you know, his eye doctor really liked the color of Einstein's eyes, so he figured, fuck it, he's dead. Let's give him the eye doctor. Yeah. I mean, if she's not, you're not even supposed to wear a dead guy's shoes. What about like, what about like suits? Oh, well, that's fine. They sell those at Salvation Army, so yeah, but not shoes, right? Why is it a mothball? Yeah, no, buddy, of mine's uncle. <laughs> buddy, of mine's uncle was my size. Like I was like, wow, well, your uncle's short. But my, uh, my best coat is from a dead guy. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What about it? Just not the shoes. No, not the shoes though. All right. Watch is okay. Um, I guess so. <laughs> We used to joke around my buddy. Uh, his uncle died, and he, he, I helped him out with his estate sale. And he's like, here, you know, gave me a couple of things for helping out. And he's always like, dead man's watch. I got a, I got one of my citizen watches, one of my one of my Sam Hyde specials. That's right, I went to Ross. <laughs> Anyways, that's an old one. Um, yeah, dude, so his brain is at the Muter Museum in Philadelphia. Yes. It's weird, man. It's just weird. It's weird. They pulled his brain out. They pulled his eyeballs out. I mean, like. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of brains that are preserved, actually. I, at the bottom of the content chat, I shared a link. Yeah, but the eyeballs, mental though, dude? floss. But the yeah. eyeballs. Yeah, that's weird. They gave, they pulled the eyeballs out and gave him to Wow, that's a very odd. Let's pull this up. Well, dude, you know. Do you think they really have like Washington's teeth? You ever see all the pictures of Washington's freaking the wooden teeth? teeth? Are you first of all? Are you fucking kidding me? Wooden teeth? Do you expect me to believe that this this nigga had a bunch of dudes just carve him a bunch of teeth? How long do you think wooden teeth last? How long does a toothpick last? Right? These guys, dude. I don't think I would want like slivers in my fucking gums. Right, exactly. How polished, you know what I mean? <laughs> wooden teeth. I don't believe the wooden teeth. I don't believe any of the stories about George Washington. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, I kind of wonder if he was even real, or if he was just like a well, story. Yeah, you know? I mean, you know, the apotheosis of George Washington. There's the painting, and then there's the all you know the statues and stuff. So. Well, when I was young, I remember going somewhere in Worcester. It might have been Mechanics Hall. And they had a famous picture of Washington put up. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's it's a famous one. It's probably a replica. Mm-hmm. But it's it's Washington, and he's standing next to a horse's ass. Like, he's behind the horse, right? He's got, like, his hand up over the horse. But this, the horse's ass is, like, center frame of the portrait. And, and so it's, like, 
it's like mocking you. It's like telling yeah. you that this this story is for for asses. Hmm. You know, I don't know. I remember my teacher kind of pointing it out and pointing out that it was that's possible. Yeah. They they purposely put the horse's ass in the picture. I mean, they had to paint it, so yeah. Sure. So I always wondered about it. That was purposely yeah. there. I mean, he had to paint it, so it was definitely there. It's like, oh, like when you you know, like whenever they put something in a Disney, in a Disney uh, animated film, it's like, well, no, they definitely meant for it to be there because they had to draw it seventy-two times. I <laughs> had to draw it fifty times. <laughs> it's animated. He had to draw. Yeah. He drew that dick fifty times, dude. Like it, it, yeah. it was meant to be there. Anyways, and on that note. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening um, over on Pilled and DLive. And yeah, we got, we got a few donations tonight. We did? Yeah, where's that tab there? Trying to find it. Here we go. Ranger Billy. Thank you. And Sean Joe and Paper Moon. Or three donators this evening. Thank you. Uh, Ranger Billy donated 222 gold pills just because y'all rock the cash bar. Right on. Appreciate it, man. And Sean Joe gifted a cookie and Paper Moon gifted a can. So thank you, guys. And let me see. I need to do the scratch-offs. Scratchers isn't released yet. Please tell streamer to release scratch-offs. How do you do that? Oh, man. Uh, you click the pill thing where you normally scratch them. I think you just click that same square. I think I've never done it. I've never hosted, but you know, you usually click scratch off. I think it's that box. Yeah. I already clicked it and it says, tell the streamer to release it. So I don't know where you do that. I did it last time. Hmm. What? Wait a second. This is well, the, we are the streamer. He's me. He's of course, me. I know him. He's me. Yeah. Right. Of course. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this shit, you guys. Thanks for the donations, anyways. Yes. Guys. Thanks for everybody. And I, I'm not able to release the scratch offs. Not able to release the Kraken. Um, We're trying to figure out merchandise, though. I've got a lead on that so yes we're trying to fix the merchandise thing and again i'm real sorry about the dissident apparel stuff uh if nobody got their shirts if it makes you feel any better i didn't get any of the new run of the new shirts either neither did anybody on our show so if, if you got and i hate the antichrist or any of those then you have an extremely limited edition shirt piece of paraphernalia merch swag from us so treasure it still not as cool as the purple original paranormies t-shirt but whatever <laughs> um we will we'll definitely work oh there's release scratch offs jeez louise scratch in released all right scratch offs are released everybody do your scratchies there you go The last episode you did with John Friend was very good. Yes, and we just did an episode with John Friend, or I did, anyways. And um, 
that is up on paranormies.com and you can check him out at realist report and also definitely go check out the barnes the barnes review it's the the best print magazine still around um yeah that was fun man i like john he's going to he's going to come back somebody bitched about it being like a normie well, you guys are doing too many normie things more me talked about Fake nine eleven stuff and COVID being fake and that's too normal. That's too normal for some of these what, people. What did bro? you not cover? I don't know. It's it's. I mean, not everybody we we're gonna have on is gonna be as you know far down the rabbit hole or whatever your fucking outlook on it is. You know, not everybody is gonna agree with everything. Right, right. You know, some people may not think Melania is really a dude. It's okay. Right. We'll tell them. Mm-hmm. They can come on and we'll tell them. Maybe they don't know about nukes. Send them to the show. Right. Share links. Mm-hmm. But we will, I mean, you know, we're just, we don't, we're not getting far enough out there for people anymore. We've become normie. We've become normies, Grognak. No, we have not. Yeah. The, the thing is, is everybody's finally catching up to us. Yeah, I'd say that's kind of more like it. A lot is, of people are. Which is cool. Yeah, it's fine. You know, which is cool. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. All right. Speaking of what I'm not, what I am mad at, I'm mad at that I have to go to work tomorrow. So we got to get out of here. Uh, there will be a Necronormicon for those of you who listen to the podcast, and for those of you who joined us this evening. Thanks a lot. Thanks for donating. We really appreciate it. I uh, use that for. The hosting um, for restream, so we can stream on multiple platforms all at once, and that's really it. You know, that's that's really all we. And the occasional purchase of uh, gear for the guys, guys for the guys. All right, we'll fellas. The airship one day. We will. We will. All right, we're gonna get out of here, and we will see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. The Legacy of the Melting Pot by Drew L. Smith The Deterioration of America Page 180 One would certainly say at the very least, we are being more than generous in our acceptance of immigrants, but it must be remembered that this is only the legal admissions and does not take into consideration the question of the illegal entry of aliens into the United States which is a continuing problem of great seriousness. There is first and foremost the wetback entries that rose to a flood when one million Mexicans illegally entered this country in the year 1954. No one knows how many of these Mexicans lost themselves in the United States and will never return to Mexico. Fortunately, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, by the use of a special border mobile task force, has been able to control this wetback invasion and dropped it to 29,000 in 1961. These Mexican immigrants over the years have created another racial minority problem for the United States that is particularly harmful to our border states. Added to this illegal invasion of America are those Asiatic aliens who have been smuggled into continental United States from Hawaii, directly from Asia. 
Some idea of their number may be glimpsed from an article which appeared in Time Magazine dated January 20, 1958, which reported that the Justice Department had discovered after a lengthy investigation that most of an entire Chinese village, numbering approximately 15,000 people, had been smuggled into San Francisco. The total number of illegal aliens in this country is unknown. However, some 15 years after World War II, Sydney, Kansas, an authority on immigration matters, estimated their number to be between 3 and 5 million. Moreover, the whole story is by no means told in terms of numbers alone, as we see a rising tide of minority militancy in America. To fully understand the magnitude of this development, we must again turn our attention to the Negro Dilemma, our most serious domestic problem. With the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 already referred to, the nation with, with its usual naivety thought the Negro question was just about solved and well on its way to final adjustment. If there could no longer be any racial distinction or segregation in the schools, in employment, in voting, or in matters concerning housing, welfare, and public accommodations, what basis would be left for any continuation of the Negro disorders and civil unrest that were increasingly plaguing the country? With its new law and all the others that had been enacted on their behalf, with executive orders pouring forth for their benefit, and with the continued help of the courts, how could the Negro and white civil liberty zealots still be dissatisfied? With the national government now on his side, what more was there to be done? At long last, the nation hoped and felt that in a reasonably short time, it could lay the Negro problem to rest and turn all of its energies to solving its many other pressing issues. However, the nation was soon to see that, notwithstanding all of these far-reaching changes and tremendous benefits, the Negro liberals and their white libertine counterparts were still inexplicably demanding and intractable. Thus. The president's signature was hardly dry on the 1964 Civil Rights Act when extensive Negro rioting burst forth in New York City. Since that time, black and white insurrections in the cities and towns of America have cost the United States more casualties and more money than the Spanish-American War. Is this civil strife caused for a lack of civil rights or because the Negro is oppressed, neglected, uneducated, or persecuted? It is obviously none of these reasons. For example, the Philadelphia rioting of August 28th to 30th, 1964 was not caused because the Negroes were so-called second-class citizens. That city for years has admitted them equally to schools, restaurants, theaters, and public facilities of every kind. Then there was Rochester, New York, where Negroes rioted for three days in late July 1964. Yet this city was only about 10% Negro with low unemployment and its fine record of racial harmony was considered one of the places in the country least likely to have a riot. Indeed, almost all of the 150 American cities that have been severely damaged by Negro and white rioting have done as much or more than Philadelphia and Rochester in the civil rights field. However, it took the upheavals in Detroit during the last week of July 1967 to really confound the liberals and idealists. Here was a truly model city that for several years had been considered as one of the best cities in the North for Negroes to live in. However, when the smoke and flames of the burning city cleared away, hundreds of square blocks lay in ruins. 
then, more recently, there was the Martin Luther King riots of April 4th to April 11th, 1968, that involved over 125 cities, including Washington, D.C., where Negroes have all of their civil rights and even preferential treatment. Yet, with all the riots, demonstrations, marches, sit-ins, the government and even the churches have not run out of proposals to cooperate with the left-wing movement and even subsidize their activities, although the situation seriously threatens the future of the nation.